In a world full of sh can't bag of bones, don't know my own. Now I gotta run to the city, sun blesses and curses. Let's follow the hearses to places with traces of orange and graces. Expect the respect for our people's practices, wholesome and natural, more ancient and Bible. to the more the merrier with donna g coming up on the show today i'll be speaking with ashley colors perez she is a dancer and choreographer as well as a teacher and she is the co-artistic director of mix mix dance collective i'll be speaking to ashley about an upcoming performance february 2nd to 4th and 9th to 11th happening at the historic winchester street theater right here in toronto it is a new creation from Ashley and electronic music duo LAL, and it's also in collaboration with Andrew Tay of the Toronto Dance Theatre. 
featuring members of the company. Then I'll be speaking to Beryl Bain, whose work, The Flight, is being presented by Rosney Theatre, Theatre Gargantua, and Be Current. It's running February 10th to the 18th at the Factory Theatre right here in Toronto. And I'll be speaking to Beryl about this wonderful aviatrix who is African-American and Native American who did many firsts in the 1920s. And of course, I'll have some wonderful music for you. So stay tuned. Ashley, welcome to The More the Merrier. First of all, where do colors come from? That's such a great uh, <laughs> question. So um, I used to work at, um, you know, a really popular, you know, clothing store at the time. And they were kind of going through like this really funky rebrand and just had so many colorful clothing items that they couldn't sell through. So they like basically gave it to us for like a penny. <laughs> so I like bought all the shirts I bought. I, I like head to toe was like where like you know like a purple hat and a red coat and all this and I would go down I worked at the mall and I would go downstairs to see my like fabulous friend working and they were like colors like you wearing so many colors 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 and at the time I was like discovering new dance styles more um not new dance styles but new for me so like street dance and um club dances so it kind of just became a thing where like it became like my like uniform like ah. my uniform of like kind of it all happened when I was really transitioning and transforming through from being like a, a teen to to an adult so that's kind of where it came from yeah you were emerging into yourself <laughs> an emerging artist, yeah <laughs> yeah emerging into yourself and as an artist the performance that we're talking about is The Magic of Assembly, yes, which is on stage at the Winchester Street Theater from February 2nd to 4th, and then the 9th to the 11th. What is your collective going to be bringing to the stage? Well, I'm a guest artist, so um, Mix Mix is not in this particular work. Um, I've been brought in to work with the artistic director, Andrew Tay, and the amazing duo um, uh, live musical act, Lal. So we are collectively assembling and we're all working together with the Toronto Dance Theatre Company to create this work. I can see where the magic is going to come from. <laughs> exactly, I, right? I can see where the magic is going literally. to come from. Yeah, yeah, I'm very familiar with Lal mm. and Toronto Dance Theatre. So yeah, it's gonna, this is going to be amazing. But yeah. first of all, young lady, what do you know about whacking? What do I know? <laughs> what do you know about whacking? Listen, I grew can up with that. <laughs> can you know? Can you tell me a little bit? What, like, what are the things it's, that you do? It's like popping and locking and whacking. It's like those were dances from my from my day. I couldn't do them. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember them. But introduce them to our listeners let's yeah, hear it so, from the let's hear it from younger folk like you yeah so i've been participating in that community since 2006 um i also the name changes a lot so the original dance um name is called punking and so it's the action of the dance is to whack or to strike. So a lot of folks use the term whacking, right? And then so you also see it with a double A, whacking with a double A, spelled with an H, 
but it's also known as posing and the garbo after Greta Garbo. So it um the inspiration takes from it it's it's from the queer community. It is for the LGBTQ plus uh BIPOC community from the 70s, um, from LA. And it's 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 a club dance that was it's kind of been brought out of the club scene onto the stage, right? Um, so we'll see some of the original punkers dancing with Diana Ross, um, Caesar's Palace. Um, very few footage of like uh, we have very few footage of the original dance, but you'll see a little bit of it on. Um, Soul Train, uh, a, a global dance now. So it's all over the world, all over social media. So we dance it in many forms now. Um, I would love to bring it back to just jamming with our friends, but you'll see it lots in um, like kind of like a battle context. We use a lot of our arms and our hands to create pathways, but it is it is a full body dance. And you know, working with uh, the company, I realized I'm like, it takes a it's a it's a dance of courage. It takes a lot of courage to to really hit and strike um, the music. Um, and it's kind of feels like sometimes the outer body experience, which makes it a very magical dance. And that's what I wanted to kind of introduce and bring um, bring that to the table. Uh, for my my magic piece. <laughs> so when did when did you first hear about it? Um, about uh, the dance form about yeah. Uh, wacky. Yeah, yeah, was around around two thousand and six. Around two thousand six. That's when yeah. you tried it. Yeah, I was. Um, I'm uh, originally from Calgary, Alberta, and there was um, a street dance. There's a street dance. Um, you know, classes that come through. A lot of the originators of you know breaking and stuff would come. Through and we had a special guest. We had Khalif Sellers from uh, New York who would teach house, and then we had Jojo Zelina from uh, Vancouver. And at that time, uh, how um, whacking was was kind of mixed with Vogue dance, mm-hmm. so it was actually called voguing and whacking, right, for a long time. Um, and this was the era just when like uh, YouTube was coming up, so you would type in, you know. Uh, whacking and Vogue would come up. So that's when I started to really be like, what? I can be sassy. I can dance to funk music. I can dance to disco music. Like, what is this dance? So from there, from that little week of taking classes, I was like hooked. <laughs> so <laughs> Were yeah. you also exhausted? I was exhausted, but like, um, I was like, more excited than exhausted. Okay. Well, yeah. That's how you're supposed to feel when you're exactly. dancing like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, shout out to my um, BIPOC gay brothers and sisters yeah. as an as, as an ally, always happy to promote the Absolutely. originators. The originators. Uh, right. Um, some of whom are no longer here. Um, yes. I lived, I lived through the AIDS years, so yeah. I know... Um, about a generation that's been lost and talent that's been lost. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's difficult um, bringing this dance up because, you know, there's a, a, there is a generation that is lost. So it's hard to um, pass this knowledge down because you're passing 
you have to pass so much other information along with the dance, right? So a lot of the a lot of the originators are doing the work solo, you know, by themselves, mm-hmm. passing this knowledge down, right? Yeah. So this magic assembly, you're co-choreographing um, some of the pieces, or are you just working on your own? We're co-choreographing together. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. and, uh, yeah. Working, working together. Mm-hmm. And what's that process like as a, as a dancer? You know, I actually really like working in a collaborative way. It's just a, a better experience for me. Um, uh, it's great. Like it's, it's, you know, it, Andrew and I, it's, it's our first time working together. And so it was just kind of like, we would see the room. I would try something Andrew would try something and then we'd be like, oh, it's clicking. Let's, it's interesting. Let's go from there. Let's try that. Let's uh, work on that. So it's been a very surreal experience to see something like come together in a different way. So yeah, like I'm having, I'm having a blast and I'm learning a lot. (laughs) I wish I could dance, but uh, I just did my own expressions. (laughs) But that's what dance is, right? It is an expression piece. Okay. So you said you're not with Mix Mix um, for this one, but tell me about Mix Mix. So Mix Mix um, Dance Collective, we have been working together since 2013. We have a few shows that we created um, for Fringe Festival. We came up in that kind of Toronto Fringe circuit. Um, Jack Your Body was 2013 and Lipstick in 2017. So we we really worked to put... Um, underrepresented dance forms most mainly street dance onto the stage so we're really about making theater theater works when people see something on a stage they tend to validate it more than they do if they would see it at at a party yeah and it legitimizes the art form Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. so um how many members is is mix mix or do you just have dancers as needed we have dancers as needed okay Mm. Um, where did you study dance? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just recently completed my master's in dance at York University. Um, I also studied dance. Um, I just took classes. I just ran to New York, took so many classes. I, I did workshops. I didn't study it in school. I when actually when I was younger, I studied um Caribbean folk dance with the Caribbean singers and dancers um, at West in Calgary. And my mom was my first dance teacher. So she, she showed me the ropes. <laughs> so from there, I just, I just took class. I just took classes and what I developed. What kind of classes did you take? You ran to um, New York and you, you took what? Like street, street dance. So mm-hmm. how um, Vogue. Uh, some so the wax. ones that you were talking about that you learned yeah. in um, back in Calgary. Mm-hmm. So, and what does a master's of dance look like? What's that? What does that involve? Research. So I'm researching. Um, so I'm, I was current. I'm currently. Re- I'm still <laughs> researching the punking, punking and whacking and whacking. Um, so just going into the books and and seeing what like the literature is um, out there and seeing if I can contribute um, to that. So it's a lot of it's ongoing research. And what was your main thesis for that? Oh, my main thesis is um, 
really the spelling of punking and whacking and whacking and the why, why it um why and the how it shape shifts to survive ah interesting yeah like um it's uh the research is about the dance as they're like a survival um like a survivor let's get back to the magic of assembly okay. where did lal come in were they in from the beginning or were you using their work and choreographing with andrew to this a little bit of both a little bit of like they came in we worked with the dancers for like maybe like a week or so and then we brought Lao Lin and they kind of were seeing what we were working with and then they had some music that was already like prepared and then they're like make they made songs for this work and they're also like live so singing live playing music live um so we're fully it's kind of like um a sitting and a watching and then I'll listen and then I'll make something you know like it's going we back and forth it is anything improv there's some improv a lot of street dance and the styles that I do they I wouldn't call them improv but okay I guess for like a theater maybe a theater lens it it can come off as like improv so I don't know how to actually describe okay yeah. It looks improvised, but it's not. Yeah, there's a lot of work behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's some freedom and, for dancers to make choices and to have some like choices in the music. So it, it's there's a lot of like freedom of choice, right? Within okay. it. Okay. So if I'm understanding it and I'm having a better picture of it now, it's sort of like a it's sort of like a mix. So mainly choreographed so everybody knows where they are. Um, (laughs) But within that, if you're if the music is hitting you in a certain way, you can flow with that Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, get back with with the with the choreography. Hmm. All right. Okay. I like uh, I like rules, but I also like to know when to break them. Well, I know. like I know I like rules because I I I need to know which ones I can break and <laughs> which that's, ones that's, that's a good that is a really good like note that you just said because that's how I dance and you might see if you're coming you might see some of that of like there's the, the rules are there but that we also break them at the same time. How many dancers? will be performing and um, is it and is it different for the different dates so you have the second to the fourth and then the ninth to the eleventh they're all there there's eight of them okay <laughs> they're all there and we're all getting down together well they're dancing I'm will not be dancing but yeah there's eight of eight dancers what's it been like to work with the various dancers had Amazing. some of them had experience in in this form before or or not I don't- think so I don't think they've had um experience but a lot of like this dance form takes you know is from dancers <laughs> yeah that, um at that have added a different way of moving so they already have all the skills there and the knowledge right mm-hmm. it's, it's just working on like how do we listen to music in a different way how do we respond to the room in a different way. That's really what the practice is, is, is shifting uh, perspectives. And Mm -hmm. did any of them, um, you know, come to you and say, my body's never moved in this way before? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I walked (laughs) in and I was like, just be careful because 
you know, just anything that's a new dance form is going to be different on the body, right? Until the right. body keeps the memory, right? So, and that's the thing about dance is like, you're, you're sore a lot of the time. <laughs> Most of the time we're sore. So I was like, it's just going to, your shoulders are going to be sore and just, it's going to be okay. And we're going to, you know, roll out and we're going to make sure that we stretch and we warm up and do the right things to help us through this process. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's more of an upper body type of dance, isn't it? it? The way I practice it and the way a lot of folks practice it right now, it is majority of the upper body, but you can play with it. Um, but it's it's striking the beat. So right. that, it, it's striking the beat. And one of the easier ways is to do it with the arms and the hands, right? Okay, so um, how many pieces are we talking about here? The program is 60 minutes. Like, how does it work? Are, are the dancers just flowing in and flowing out? They're, Do you flowing, have they're flowing in and going. Yeah, they're flowing through. Tell me about costumes. Is it a bright show? Are we going to see colors, colors? Yeah, it's quite bright. <laughs> it's, it is bright. We have a, an amazing um, costume designer who, like, brought in some really cool, amazing um, ideas. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's quite bright. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, so in terms of, we talked about, you know, the history and the origins of, of, of this dance style. Um, so for, you know, prosperity for the future, I don't know how choreography is sometimes passed on for, mm-hmm. um, for street dances. Mm-hmm. So how is this uh, going to be documented? I'm not sure there could be a live stream or like a video released. Um, but um, Toronto Dance Theater will have it in their archive. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it could, it could, it could go on tour. It could, you know, there's possibilities that it could, you know, be replicated and done again. Right. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how do you make notes on choreography? That is such a good question. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, You just write it down. <laughs> you just like, okay, music starts here. You know, like you start, for me, sometimes we like start with a theme, an idea. Sometimes I will draw um, the staging and maybe where I see, where I think dancers are going. I'll just write down words. And then when the music hits, you know, counting out, counting out, um, looking for cues, and then going from there. So it's a lot. I have a notepad. I take the notes on on my computer I have a whiteboard so it's just it's constant note taking and then coming back and like just um maybe erasing uh and letting go of the old ideas so that that the new ones can stay um structured okay always interesting to to learn I love it and Rosina and Murr are an amazing duo of Lao oh yeah and yeah they're great their their collaboration is is amazing and it's been going on for years yes. and um you know I remember that I I remember them from their beginnings so <laughs> it's like I love the fact that they're still around and still they've stuck there stuck into the music even though it's been really difficult um to do that in Toronto but Ashley Colors Perez thank you so much for joining me today and you know opening up my eyes to a little bit of uh Calgary with that Caribbean you know (laughs) dance and (laughs) I had no idea that was happening out there oh oh, yeah everywhere (laughs) 
Okay. So All right. Thank you so much for joining hey, have me. Have a lovely day. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that was my chat with Ashley Colors Perez. The event is a collaboration between Toronto Dance Theatre, the electronic music duo LAL, in collaboration with TDT's Andrew Tay and performed by members of the company. The event happens at the historic Winchester Street Theatre, February 2nd to 4th, and again the 9th to the 11th. For information about the event, go to www.tdt.org. www.tdt.org, the event, The Magic of Assembly. You're listening to CIUT 89.5 FM, The More the Merrier. I'm Donna G.
Beams of light we radiate. 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 Hello and welcome to The More the Merrier with Donna G. My guest right now is actress and director and writer, uh, Beryl Bain. She's here to talk about The Flight, which is being presented by Roseney Theatre, Theatre Gargantua and Be Current. It will be running at the Factory Theatre in the main space from February the 10th to the 18th. And it is about Bessie Coleman or Brave Bessie as she was known. And I want to welcome Beryl to CIUT to the more the merrier to talk about the flight. Hello, Beryl. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I think the first time I saw you in anything was on the stage for I, Marcus Garvey, which was a while ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was yes, a while was. ago. Yeah, it was, but it was so fun. That is <laughs> That's an amazing, that was an amazing time. I really enjoyed that production. Yeah. So Beryl, this, you've written and you're performing in this piece, The Flight, about Bessie Coleman. Introduce the audience to Bessie Coleman, because I'm sure there are many who have never heard her name before. Absolutely. Well, I'll introduce her by saying it's actually her birthday today. She was born. Huh? Yeah, she was born January the 26th in 1892. This will actually be broadcast on Sunday. So that's what's, for, you know, that's really exciting because it would be her 101st birthday. Uh, so she was an early American civil aviator. She was the first African-American woman and first Native American to hold a pilot's license earned internationally. And she, you know, she had a short but incredibly adventurous and courageous life. So she's, it's been a pleasure to, to delve into her biography and explore the material. And how did you be become um, aware of Bessie? Well, I actually was reading a book many years ago, I was reading a book called Promise the Moon, which is about female astronauts written by Stephanie Nolan. And in a brief paragraph, she describes this young African-American civil aviator. And it was one of those moments where it's like, I should really, I would like, this is like a, you know, a whole door into more information. I'd love to learn more about her. And, you know, I put it on the shelf. I was acting at the time and acting in other projects. And, you know, this opportunity came up. I had actually, you know, explored potentially doing something with it and then you know things came up and it didn't quite happen and then all of a sudden you know this opportunity came forward and and here we are and I'm just you know developing and working on on this idea and the material so um you wrote the piece and mm -hmm. you're also performing in, in it at any mm -hmm. moment at any time did you think um maybe I'll just write it and hand it <laughs> off or did you always yes. want it to be yours yeah, I did actually. Um, I definitely considered that, and I was 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 you know planning on it for a period of time. Um, you know, and then I, I guess I had a bit of a change of heart. You know, when I thought about when I thought about it, I really wanted to do it. You know, I really wanted to experience it, and 
And also it gives me insight into what the writing is like if I, if I kind of explore it first and see, you know, how that feels. And uh, I'm primarily, you know, I, I have the most experience um, acting and performing. And so it was an opportunity for me to, you know, stretch those wings again and, and, and do that. So I decided to take on, uh, you know, it's, it's a sizable task of like writing and, and performing. So, so here I am. Yeah. It's, it's and it's a, it's a soul performance, solo performance. <laughs> I know it's a bit, it's a bit of an adventure. And honestly, when I, when I think about Bessie, Bessie has like working with Bessie's story has helped me, you know, take on new challenges. Like this is the honest truth is that Bessie is the kind of person who would encourage you to, you know, push yourself, be your best, try something new, uh, keep going, do something more, you know, keep going, keep going. And I honestly think about her when I'm faced with, you know, the, the challenging prospects of trying to do these, these different roles all at the same time. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's I, I, you know, you know, um, in reading her story, I'm like, she didn't let anything hold her back. I mean, this is no. a woman who lived in, in the 1920s. And, you know, she was, first of all, she was, you know, how interesting at the time to be both African American and Native American. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing and be a woman and, you know, yep. be from Texas, and then decide that you want to fly and you know saving up money to go to france because nobody in the states would teach her yeah uh, yeah that you know. <laughs> is quite a feat <laughs> that exactly exactly that's exactly it it's a in a way you know you she's she's just like she's a pioneer she's ahead of her time but she's also she's she's be extraordinary in any era yes you know, she's just like one of those people who really didn't, it's like those boundaries didn't matter. It's like she just shifted her, her direction. You know, if something needed to be done, she, she did it, you know, and things worked for her. You know, she, she received support to, to go to France when it was impossible to train. She insisted on training and she actually, you know, it doesn't come up very often, but she actually went to Europe twice to to get her she was she initially got her license in France and then she went back to Europe to learn to do stunts yeah so once she realized that that was how she was going to be able to make her living in the United States so it was just this like you kind of go like who is this person like how in the world did she do all of that I know because you know I as a, a black woman you know look at these pioneers and, and feel like I'm a bit of a coward you know <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's like, you did what? When? It's like, and, you know, she just was able to do her own thing. And her thing was, was so extraordinary um, back then. And as you mentioned, it would still be extraordinary today. I mean, barnstorming, you know, in, in, in an airplane as a woman, a black woman. Um, incredible, incredible. <laughs> I, know. I know, right? It's, it's, it is incredible. And you know, show after show after show, touring the states, you know, touring through, you know, north and south, insisting on shows not being segregated. I mean, she refused to perform if it was segregated. She was, that was, you know, that took, it, it just takes this enormous um, 
I think what that strikes me so much about Bessie is that she just the way that I interpret her is that she believes in her in what she's doing every single step of the way that's what's so remarkable it's like not only does she not let people stop her it's like well why would anything stop me this is this is what I'm doing I'm just going to keep doing this and barnstorming you know was incredibly popular it became incredibly popular right as the war was ending Mm -hmm. and you know she wanted to be a part of it it's just (laughs) she's really she really is amazing it's it's yeah no wonder they called her brave bessie so um you you're writing this piece and how did um you get the amazing lisa codrington to come on and be (laughs) your dramaturg good question so yes lisa codrington is indeed amazing and uh, she and i worked together many years ago at the shaw festival and that's how i had first well i don't think it's the first time i'd met her i'd met her prior to that but i worked with her for the first time um, there and we've since uh, kept in touch and been friends and followed each other's work and uh, what can I say about Lisa Coddington like she's she's um she she really is a champion she she's a champion of not just me but but so many other writers as they go on their journey creating and really believes in creating your, you know, creating material. And she's obviously so experienced and, and skilled in doing that herself, all the plays that she's written and, and had produced and, and all of the mentorship that she's done. So, you know, I count myself as very lucky. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You had luck on your side and all of that uh, talent and skill. Um, was it hard for you? I always ask this question, you know, of, of writers and artists in general who have to share their creation. Was it hard for you uh, to change certain things when Lisa said, this has got to go? <laughs> yeah, that's been, um, in terms of receiving input and feedback, yes, it is a process. It is a process for sure. Uh, I would say yes. That the, the short answer to that is yes, it is difficult. And what you, I mean, what I, what I truly believe is that everyone who's working on the show has the absolute best in mind for the show. And that's how you have to think, you know, and in some ways, because this is also biographical material, it's, it's my, it's in my interest to share the story with people, people like Lisa. I mean, I, I would never, I would never, uh, like, I, I really, I trust Lisa implicitly with so with, with, with not just, you know, the the writing but also the 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 support and the and her intentions behind the piece like she's everyone who's working on it I I know wants the best for it so you have to always be like cognizant of that you know what I mean so it's it's sort of like I I'm not telling I'm not just telling it so that I can exercise my writing skill it's also that it's it's sharing the story with others and and including people in that journey. And so I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a team around me that I, I know 100% has the highest potential for the show in mind, you know? So you get over it, right? Like when it comes to those types of things. And I, I try to think that, you know, I'm open to, to the process because it's a new process, right? It's very much yeah. a new process for me. 
for but sure. still must have been hard to kill your darlings <laughs> as it the phrase be. goes <laughs> yeah. it can, you know it's funny it can be yes it can be and um you know at the same time I've also discovered a lot in making those cuts too sometimes you go you know what this doesn't need to be here oh my goodness I thought it did and it doesn't you know yeah and so you know here you are and that's actually one of the great advantages too of of performing as well is that on the inside I can I can offer the piece some perspective and and maybe like we have um saying in rehearsal you know I have like three hats so the actor hat and the playwright hat and you know so that so what it means is that I can just maybe switch and look at this script from a different perspective and look at it like like an actor and and see oh you know this doesn't I don't need to say this right now it's okay if I don't say this you know so it's it's getting easier (laughs) you mentioned three hats so writer performer and Um, just stepping back as yourself as an audience member uh yes that's certainly one that's certainly one um I am uh, I am helping with the producing so I have a little bit of uh, production. I have oh, a, you've I've taken that on too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all part of the, the learning process. And I'm, I'm really thankful, really thankful to be, to be able to, you know, stretch my wings, like, and to, to learn from others who have more experience than I do. Like, it's honestly a huge blessing. Your director is uh, Marcel Stewart. What was it like to work with Marcel? Marcel, well, we, he's a, first of all, he's amazing. He's amazing. Like he's a really, um, the best, I mean, he is a truly courageous, creative person. You know, he's, he's got this very cool, uh, presence, which I greatly appreciate. He's so grounded and sure in the way that he approaches things, again, fiercely committed, you know, committed to the, to the material, to the process, um, attentive to, you know, the care that, that the, that I and other people require, you know, like really, really just that all rounded creative and, and generous person. And it's been, a huge, huge privilege to, to be working with him. Like, I have a question. um, Sorry to interrupt you. I have a question though about, um, sorry, Marcel, but (laughs) I'm getting back to you, Beryl. Um, What's it, I, what's it like, or what is the process of having three sort of uh, companies attached to your work? Only great. And for the reason that I mentioned, you know, what that means is that three very experienced companies, right? People who are experienced in audiences and each in their own way are, uh, have, their, have their eyes and hearts and minds on the material. You know, it's, it's definitely unique. I don't know if they're, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I, I guess it would be um, a relatively unique experience f- for me, but but it's awesome, you know, like that's, it, that's a really, I, I think of that as like a, one of the, the biggest, the biggest gifts of the process is that there are, there are so many great companies and, and so all of their experience, right. All of their, 
So how does this process start? You have your work yeah. Um, yeah. and then you shop it or did you, mm. um, tell me about that process since no, I have no I, clue. For sure. In this particular case, I'm sure it's different for everybody. In this particular case, it was actually Theatre Gargantua. It was Jackie at Theatre Gargantua who approached me um, saying, you know, we, we'd like to we'd like to have a conversation with you. We have something called a side stream cycle. Um, I'd worked with them a few years prior and they are committed to nurturing new artists and developing work. And so so the opportunity, you know, sort of came up for me to exercise this idea that I'd had I'd had working, I'd had what? I mean, it's been, it'd been years and I was, I was acting, I was acting at Stratford at the time. And, you know, so, um, so it really was kind of mutual. Like I, so I think it can vary basically in terms of how that process might work. Okay. Uh, there are, every company has a, quite, quite a few companies have development initiatives that they, that they offer to, to artists and, you know, in this case, um, in this case, you know, we, I, I happened to be um, kind of, you know, like it was, it was Garga- it was Gargantua's side stream cycle that really initiated and brought that on. So, and then Be Current and Roseneath, when did they come on board? Um, Roseneath, right around the same time. Um, Andrew had expressed interest uh, in the idea right around the same time, I think. I would have to double check that because it's, mm-hmm. it's been a while now. But yeah, right, pretty much around the same time. And then um, actually, you know, the current's involvement, be current and Marcel come as a package because Marcel's the artistic director of Be Current. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so that was how that came to be. And now we have this wonderful family of companies. Okay. You threw out names that some in our audience may not oh, know. So yes, complete the names for the audience, Jackie and Jackie, Andrew. Yes. Jackie is Jackie Thomas at Theatre Gargantra and Andrew Lamb at Roseneath Theatre. Okay. Now, visually, what can we expect um, of this performance in terms of um, the story? How is it broken up? Mm-hmm. Well, we travel through, Bessie had a short but eventful life. And so we travel through, we travel through Texas. We travel through Chicago. We travel to, we, I mean, I won't give it all away, but we do travel. We travel to Europe. We travel back to America. And we do that through the, you know, we've got award-winning sound designers, Floyd Ricketts and uh, lighting designer Sean Henry on the project, Jason Brown, who is doing our projections. He's wonderful. So we are using all of those things to tell, you know, to take us from place to place to place. So um, we've got a, a wonderful set designed by Michael Spence, and he is has has got this this ability to take us. Uh, we can we can actually use projections in our set on a, a very kind of flexible uh, structure that allows us to go from place to place so um, it's going to be quite magical and I I love costuming because of what it tells Mm -hmm. about the character so tell us about the costume design let us yeah let us not forget Desiree Gray's work she has done an amazing job uh, taking us from all to all of these places and through times right so we also so we transform Bessie from you know a pretty pretty average 
Texan sharecropper or a child of a sharecropper to a, you know, world famous civil aviator. And we do that through the, the design, which is, um, I would say, uh, really, you know, respectful of the time period, but also gives uh, nods to, you know, Bessie's personality and the, the relationship actually to, um, I would say to kind of to, to, to fabric and, yeah. and to, you know, to, um, to, I guess the notion of creating a new identity, right. Creating a new person. It's so, you know, Bessie was really, um, quite particular, you know, about her, her clothing. And that's, I think that's part of it was that she was creating another version of herself. And so Desiree's really captured that she's really, she's really been sensitive to, um, the details, I guess that's probably the best way of, of, of putting that, you know, it's been really delightful to work with her. Well, Beryl, thank you so much for joining me to talk about the flight and the wonderful Bessie Coleman, Brave Bessie, who, as you said, had such a short life dying at uh, 34, doing exactly what she loved to do. And um, I look forward to seeing you on that stage at the Factory Theatre. Thank you so much, Don. It's been a pleasure. For tickets to the flight, call 416-504-9971. That's 416-504-9971 or online at factorytheater.ca.
Thank you so much for tuning in to the more the merrier today again my contact www.ciut.fm click on the more the merrier and all my social details are there including email started the show with which way by amai kuda et les bois followed that up with something from lal yes to tie in with my interview with ashley colors perez and you heard stand in my way after my interview with beryl just now you heard dominique pisame with good feeling and free dom and i'm ending the show now with nax pitota and poso oyel